Hey folks, this is Subrat from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Dr. Tuana Carter, a solution-oriented career coach with 20 years of empowering high-achieving professional women to recognize and communicate their unique value, coaching ambitious professional women to navigate career changes and challenges so that they find career clarity, purpose, and confidence to pursue a meaningful career. Specializing in coaching professional women who have forgotten just how valuable they are to other employers. She helps them identify their passion and transferable skills and then guide them through the job search process to land roles of their dreams. So, without further delay, let's welcome Dr. Chuana. Chuana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for such a warm welcome. Chuana, let's start from your journey first. What exactly inspired you to become a coach? How did you get started in this profession? Yes, I think it's fair to say that my journey as a coach began with the belief that people had in me, not so much as what I had in myself at the beginning. During my time in the service, I was an officer in the United States Army, and something really remarkable happened. My soldiers would come and ask me for advice. For their careers. And I'm thinking, I'm like 22, 23. What do I know? Yeah. <laughs> but it really inspired me because the more soldiers I helped, the more soldiers that would come. And yeah. they were making life-changing decisions. Should I stay in the military? Should I get out? Should I do this? I have a family. What's the best thing for me? And so that's really where it started. And I helped folks. Sometimes I was like, yes, leave the army. If someone is offering you this amount of money and you get to be at home with your family, take care of your kids, why would you stay in the military? And some of these were my best soldiers, right? But still, I was able to help them make decisions that were the best for them. And then as I continued to gain experience and knowledge, then I found that my friends were coming <laughs> and asking yeah. for help. You show, Can you help me redo my resume? I've been trying to get on for this job 13 years and I can't get on. Can you help me with that? And that went on to me helping ladies establish their own businesses, their own private practices, and them saying, I'd pay you for this. And I was doing it all for free. And it was like, no, I will pay for you. I will pay you for this. You just don't know how valuable this was to me. It wasn't until I hired my own coach that I was inspired to... Because I start, I'm a therapist, right? And just a little caveat, as a therapist, I don't call myself doctor because that's not where my degree is. And I have to say that ethically, right? So as my first business was as a therapist and I did coaching inside of that, after I hired my own coach, you know, it, it really motivated me, inspired me to pull my coaching out of the counseling. And I stood it up as this own business, as this own separate company. Because I wanted to coach folks around the world and not just in a couple of states that I was licensed in. So in 2018, April 18, 2018, I stood up to Juana Carter Professional and Personal Coaching. I'll see as a totally separate business, open the doors for coaching. And how it is going on now? It is still going on. I'm happy. They say most businesses fail within the first two years. It has been five years and I am still here. Very blessed to run two businesses, actually. So my first business, I started in 2010. So 13 years later, it is still here. I am still earning income. I am still serving women. Now, my second, my coaching business, I primarily, my my adult client or Black female managers and executives climbing the corporate ladder or just unhappy. There's yeah. happily imposter syndrome. 
self-criticism or doubt. That's my, that's my ideal client. Those are the women that I help because I know what it's like to be climbing the ladder and feel like you're the only one or that you're wrong. And that if you don't know something, it means you're dumb and you're not as good as everybody else. And oftentimes, no matter the level that women are at, that's the thoughts that dog us. Those are the things that, that imposter syndrome, I'm not good enough. In my case, I came from a background of poverty. We lived in poverty for much, for probably 90% of my childhood, lived in poverty. And I was ashamed for people to hear that. And I also thought that it meant because I came from poverty, everybody else is better. No one else had to worry about food. No one else had to worry about toilet tissue, having toilets. No one had to, people don't worry about those things. It's just me. And I was very ashamed and afraid that someone would find out. I spent a lot of years, my confidence lagged, my self-esteem lagged. It wasn't where it needed to be because I was so afraid I wasn't as good as everybody else because I came from a background of poverty. And you know what? Do you do only one-on-one coaching or do you have any group coaching or do you have any online program? If anyone wants to get coaching from you, then what kind of options are available? So I have done all three. I do mainly online coaching. My signature program is an online coaching program. I have intermittently done group program because you get to serve more people at a lower price point and you get more people in there. And I say more people, I actually have social anxiety and I'm an introvert. So more people for me is four to six people at one time. I prefer, I don't like trying to coach 15, 20 people at one time. I do prefer that smaller group or the mm. one-on-one to give quality attention to my clients, right? But I also have an online course that I do. Is everything I do as a coach? It's just that rather than coaching me, you can purchase that course and do it on your own. So I try to include something that hits people at all the price points mm. because at the end, they, I do want to help folks and I want to, I was blessed to have people at different points in my life and I was blessed to be a great researcher and able to live vicariously so I can find things, research and find knowledge and see what other people are doing and incorporate that to help others. So that's one of my specialisms. And so I want to help, I want to help ladies. I don't want people to suffer 30, 40 years thinking I'm not good enough and I'll never be good enough. I can't earn this much because I came from here. I'm not smart enough. I'm not this enough. My goal is really to help ladies step back from that, climb that ladder, and then go beyond those limiting beliefs. And since you got a lot of experience in this industry, what do you think that, what are the most important qualities for a successful coach to possess? So the first one, obviously, hands down, is you have to believe in yourself. Can't help someone else if you cannot believe in yourself. So that's the first thing. The second one is just as important. You have to have really great communication skills. Hmm. You have to be, first of all, to communicate what you do. But oftentimes what I find myself helping women with is they may not believe in themselves. They have the qualities, right? They have what it takes. They don't see it. They don't. I don't have this. I think I need more of that. But if I could do this, I might be better. I might. Yeah. So communication skill also involves seeing people where they are and being able to communicate to them 
where they can be. Communicating to them what their value is. So you have to be able to communicate that. Because, and again, it starts with you believing in your own self. You got to believe that you got value first and that you have worth. And yes. then you got to communicate that to your clients. And also it comes with the, you have to have an awesome ability to believe for the best in people. You have to. Because again, a lot of ladies that come to me, they've been in toxic workplaces for years, or they've had a toxic boss, or they've had a toxic upbringing at different points. And so they don't necessarily believe in themselves. And when I talk to, when I'm doing, and I spent about 30 minutes doing my, my consultations, then as I'm talking to people and their vibrations are here <laughs> and you can, they need the help. They think they can do it, but their vibrations are here. Because I believe in the best in people. For me, they're humming up here and they're humming here. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have this. Oh, yeah, I can see this happening. Oh, yeah, you can do that. They hum here, but because I believe in them, I hear it here. And I have to communicate to them so that they stop humming here and they hum here as well. All of that's got to be underpinned by client autonomy. I have to listen to what they want to do, where they say they want to go. It's not about me telling the client where I think they should go. It's about them saying, I have, I, I would love to do this. I just not sure if I can. Whatever they say, that's the goal. Even mm-hmm. if I, they could be over the stars of the bulls over here. The goal is this. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some coaching around confidence and mindset. And that's why 75% of my ladies that come to me for career coaching to either get a promotion or to get another job, 75% of them drop paperwork to become business owners. That's what happens when your confidence soars. And so I do a lot of confidence coaching when I talk to clients. Awesome. You also, yeah, as a coach, you got to be adaptable. You got to be flexible. Because mm. it's don't just do this. It'd be nice if they did. Sometimes they do this, that, and then they do some more, then they do that. So you got to be flexible to hang in it with them. Of course, that emotional intelligence. When that you ex- have that, you can that. actually follow them along their journey. As long as they end up here, I'm okay with the dips as long as they end up vibrating here. Correct, correct. Okay, Chena <laughs> asked that as we are humans, each and every day we have to deal with some level of problems, challenges, difficulties in our life. And when you are an entrepreneur, like the thing is double for you, right? So how do you stay motivated and continue grow as a coach? So I am a lifelong learner. I love knowledge. I have three degrees. I don't know how many certifications I have because I stopped counting because I do it because I love it. But I also do it because if there is a new technique, if there's new technology, if there's new knowledge that I can use to help my clients, then I'm definitely, I'm going to pursue that knowledge. I'm going to take it up. I'm going to pursue it and learn it. And that's important because human there, we have eight basic needs when it comes to human beings. Of course, the food, sex, shelter, water, those are the basic things and the aspirational things. We also have a need for stability to know what comes next and what comes next. Those are our patterns, our habits. Yeah. But the opposite of that is we have a need for variety. So that's why some people don't do well with boredom. Mm. So for me, really don't do well with boredom. And so 
gaining new knowledge is how I keep variety in my life. So it balances with that need to be on a pattern, have a habit and a routine. But I pursue knowledge to break that up so that I'm learning something new. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I'm going somewhere new. I'm trying something new. So I do all of those things. And I have four coaches, right? They do different things in my life. So I have four coaches of my own because I'm an introvert. I can get caught up in my headspace and things just ping back and forth. I'm happy. But you have to have that someone to push you to make sure you're coming out of your comfort zone. And my coaches help me see things differently. And there's sometimes I go, knew that. But I didn't see it until the coach pointed it out for me. And I have one of my business coaches, We every session we get ready to end, because he tells me, he says, you're one of those few people, you can tackle anything and do it well. Give me enough time and I can master anything. But he says, the danger is when you do that is you take on too many things and you try to do them all at once. And he's exactly right. So at the end of our coaching session, he always asks me to wonder, what are you not going to do? And that keeps me balanced because, again, I'm an introvert, live in my head. Ideas are my thing. But you can't pursue every single idea. You got to have an, a picking order. You got to do what's best for your clients and for your business. And so that's how he keeps me grounded. He's, what are you not going to do? And these are all great ideas, but what are you not going to do? And that's what keeps me focused on what I should be doing so that I don't get overwhelmed, so that I don't get burned out. Again, I run two businesses and I do believe in taking care of my mental health as well as my mental fitness so that I'm always in that top share for my clients. I can't get burned out. I can't afford to. Therefore, I take those steps to take care of me first. Like yesterday was a spotting. I'm going to do a spotting every so often to be sure that I am taking that break, taking a step back. And also, I'm off Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. I have worked my businesses so that I only work Mondays through Thursdays. I go hard. I take care of my clients. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those are the days that I decompress so that I'm not burned out as a double business owner. Can you share any example of your coaching success story and what do you believe contributed to its success? Yeah, there's a particular story. There's a lot of stories that I'm actually proud of, but there is one particular that really hits home. We're the same age and she came to me during COVID, right? And she'd seen one of my Facebook lives and she said she saw the live and said, I think you can help me. So when she signed up for the consultation, she literally said, I think you're the one you can help me. And I was like, ooh, don't put on here. She's been laid off from corporate, last hired, first fired, and took a bridge job. Many of us do that. And I actually coach people to do that. Sometimes you need that bridge job to pay the bills until you get the job that you want. Yeah, She took this bridge job for over five years. And it wasn't making anywhere near the money that she was making. She was in nonprofit. So she wanted, she decided, I want to go back. She got her MBA. She says, I want to go back to corporate. She tried some other career coaches. Nothing happened. Didn't go anywhere. In fact, she told me she was embarrassed. And I was like, don't be. We do the best. We make the best decisions for ourselves in the moments that we think is the best for us. But when you get better knowledge, more data, you change. And so she, she signed up for my VIP career counseling coaching. Sorry, VIP career coaching package, right? And very nervous, very nervous about I'm this age, who's going to hire me? 
I have not had to do the tech. Everything's online now. That wasn't the sh- that wasn't the case when I got got into corporate the first time. I was like, that's okay. Well, look, we can do this. We can do this. So I had to hit limiting beliefs. I had to do the mindset coaching. I had to do the confidence coaching. Now she came as a package, but again, I had to help her see the value in her package. And I had to do the the interview coaching, fill out the application, all of that. So we did literally from where she was sitting to getting to the job. Yeah. And so she got all the way second round, third round of interviews between her and someone else and didn't get the job. She called me up and said, I didn't get the job. They went with someone else. And there's one little bitty slice that candidate had that she didn't. She said, but it was odd because they literally called me up and say, I'm sorry, you didn't get the job. They just could have sent an email. I said, well, wait on that one. I said, continue applying for jobs. But wait on that. Watch that one. Give it two or three weeks. And she called me up and said, how did you know? Two weeks later, they came back and offered her a job. One that was a better fit for her. Because she resonated with the man that mattered. He was outvoted and more voted for the other person than her. But he was like, I still like her. So they called back and gave her a job. It was an $80,000 raise in an extremely oh. generous compensation package. And it's a combination of factors. First, it was a client's commitment to her career goals and her willingness to invest in coaching. Yeah. And it's a significant, that plays a significant role. And ad- additionally, it was tell- a tailored coaching approach for her. Literally, I was like, okay, look, I'm going to share my screen with you. This is how we use Zoom. You do this, you do that. Because again, I get people that, oh, they got hired before COVID. Everything was nice on Zoom. And so literally, I coached her on tech skills too. Like literally, you're beating me on Zoom. You can interview on Zoom. But an absolute faith in her skills were phenomenally amazing. And it's providing a holistic support. Now, she almost fired me one time. I will say that. (laughs) And when she told me, I'm going to say this and we're done. And I was like, "Uh oh, but I literally pushed her out of her comfort zone. Coaching and pushing people out of that comfort zone is important. You have to do it with finesse. And I pushed and I thought, she is for sure going to fire me. We talked a little bit. She came out and said, so do I still have a job? But this really highlights the power of personalized coaching when actually can see people's value and you can coach them to see their own values. And then the determination that they have in this, you just pull it out. Everything the client needs is there. You just pull it out so they believe it and then they convince employers to believe. Okay, Charan, let's talk about some misconceptions as that every industry has some kind of misconceptions. So what are some common misconceptions about coaching and how do you address them with your clients? Oh, yes. So the biggest one that I hear is once I hire this coach and you are my career coach, you got all the answers. You're going to tell me what to do, how to do. You're going to do it all for me. And I'm going to sit back and just let you know. It'd be great if it worked like that, but that's not how it works. And so literally out of the gate, I, I know off the tell folks and I say it during my coaching. I said, everything I say to you, whatever I say to you is a suggestion because you're an adult. You're a good and grown woman. You can do what you want to do when you do it. It's not about providing ready-made solutions for people. It is about helping people dig down inside, pull out what they already have, polish it off, showcase it so that they then 
can showcase that to an employee. Because mm. if you, one of the first things I said as a coach, you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, clients are not going to believe in me either. Better, the same yeah. thing goes for folks seeking coaching and seeking new careers and seeking those promotions. If you don't believe that you have the skills, that you're valuable, that you have worth, you're not going to convince any recruiting or hiring manager to hire you. So it really is about me helping clients explore their own thoughts and their values and their strengths. And it's about empowering them to find their own answers. I often tell folks, my job as your coach is to work myself out of a job. Yeah. And I'm a teacher by nature. So, you know, yes, sure. I do coaching. But when I tell people like resumes, I don't want you to have to come back to me consistently do your resumes. I want to teach you how to. So you get updated anytime you get good and ready because that's often the number one thing why people don't apply for promotions. My resume is not ready. I don't want to tackle it. It's old. No, I'm going to teach you how to do that. So you don't, mm. if you want to do it, fine. I do. I don't do my own resume. And sometimes I do, but I'll hire folks to do it when I was working for folks. And, you know, you can, but it's like, if you want to, you can do it yourself. Or you can hire someone, but you're not going to yeah. have to hire me because I'm going to show you how to do that. And it is about empowering people to make their own informed decisions. Give a man fish to eat and he's slave to your knowledge. But yeah. teach him how to fish, teach him how to find knowledge. And make all knowledge his or her slave. I, that's how I see mine. I'm not here to string people along for the next 5, 10, 20 years. No, I'm going to give you what you need. I do have folks that come back to me as they get a new job, as they do new things, great. But they're not coming back to me on original stuff I coach them on because I empowered them to have that knowledge for themselves. And so another misconception is coaching is a quick fix thing. I'm coming to you and in 30, 60, 90 days, my life is fixed. Y'all have fixed my life. You're going to fix it. There are no immediate results. And sometimes people are bothered because coaches don't offer guarantees. We can't. Our job is to coach you to dig down and pull your stuff up and believe in it. We can't guarantee that you'll do that. If you're not going to do the work, we can't do the work for you. Yeah, it, it does require commitment on your part, the client's part, just like it requires commitment on my part. I had a coach somewhere along the way, and I don't remember who said this, but they said, you should never be working harder than your clients. And I do. I tell my clients, I will never, in this coaching arrangement, I will never work harder than you. Awesome. It takes time. Yeah. Coaching is not doing the work for you. It's not, a, it's not that your life will be perfect or there's perfect answers. But it's holding you accountable because it's not just about the goal. It's about yeah. who come along that journey to your goal. Because that's the journey in here is where the transformation happens. The results are you reach the goal, but the transformation happens in the trenches. Correct. So now imagine that you are writing your autobiography, okay? Then how do you name it? Yeah, I just think about this one. I love the word empower. Because for a large part of my life, until I discovered I had social anxiety, I was almost 40. I was not empowered. I just thought I was crazy. There was something wrong. Therefore, I didn't believe in myself. So if I were to title a book, I think it will be Empowered Success. My journey to confidence and achievement. Okay. So before we wrap up our podcast today, any final message that you'd want to share with our listener? Yes, I mentioned it and I mentioned it before. 
And I love this quote as well by Maya Angelou. You do, and I'm going to paraphrase it. You, mm. you do the best you can, but when you know better, you do better. That and I alluded a little earlier that all of us, we make the decisions that we make in the moment. We make the decisions that we make that are best for us with the knowledge and data that we have at that moment. We all do. Even if you look over someone's decision and go, that was the stupidest thing for you to ever do based on what they were thinking in the moment, the knowledge that they had in the moment and what was going to work out best for them, they made the best decision they could. We all do. And it pops back to my Angelo. You do the best you can, but when you know better, then you do better. And that's what my coaching does for me. Oftentimes people are doing what they know and it's just not working. When you know better, you can do better. And that so pings back to my being a lifelong learner. There are some things that I used to do in coaching in my first business that are no longer the thing to do. How do I know that? Because I've learned. I took training. I took classes. I attended seminars. Mm. We can all change. And grow. Tell us about your Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or any other social media platform so that our audience can find you and get in touch with you. Absolutely. So my primary platform is LinkedIn. You can find me on there. It's probably under Dr. Tawana Carter. And I am also on Instagram. I have a presence there as well. And I do a live on YouTube every single night. It's 8.35 Eastern time, which will be like early in the morning for the folks there. But each Wednesday I come live and I have over 200 videos all my YouTube channel. So, you know, whether folks can pay me or they can't, you can still be helped by assessing any of those platforms. I also have a free Facebook group, Courage to Transition Your Career. So plenty of spaces for you to come, consume that content. And again, do what you know. When you know better, you do better. You can do the do better on any of my platforms. Correct. Guys, do make sure you follow Dr. Chwana as she's a wonderful person with great personality. And you can, you can reach out to her according to your coaching needs. So that was today's episode of Sparking Entrepreneur Show. Thank you, Dr. Chona, for being on the show. And it was an honor to visiting you today. It has been an honor speaking to you. I truly appreciate it. Thanks again, Chona. So that said, I am your host, Subrat, signing off. And you guys have a wonderful day. Bye, guys. Bye.